Hi everyone, this is Erin from Wise Woman Podcast. This next episode is in partnership with Fern Olivia from Sensual Intelligence. Enjoy! Hi, this is Fern Olivia, host of Sensual Intelligence, originally filmed on Focus TV in Los Angeles, now partnered with Wise Woman Podcast to offer you incredible, intimate interviews on sensuality and sexuality with some of the most well-respected influencers in wellness and spirituality. Hi, I'm Sahara Rose, author of The Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda, and I just had the most amazing conversation with my dear friend, Fern Olivia, on her show, Sensual Intelligence. We talked all about how Ayurveda is so important to becoming your juiciest self and how rituals play a major role in that. We discussed the six tastes, how to balance your vata energy, and so much more, so be sure to check it out. Hi, my name is Fern Olivia and welcome to Central Intelligence TV. Today I have an amazing guest, her name is Sahara Rose and I'm so excited to learn about her new book, The Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda and some of the rituals that she does to keep sensuality and romance really fired up. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit more besides what, what I just shared, tell me a little bit more how you got here, how you got to your spiritual awakening and found your way to this gorgeous book. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I think that we all have our dharmas, we all have our missions on this planet, and the more aware we are of ourselves, the the easier it is to find that road. So I really feel like self-practice, awareness, all of these rituals are kind of like a flashlight into that foggy road to help you determine where you're going to go. So for me, that road was going through my own health journeys. Just like yourself, I had really bad digestive issues, hormonal imbalance. I was bouncing from one diet to another, just mm -hmm. never able to figure out what the right foods were for me. And it got to a point that I couldn't eat food without being in pain. So mm -hmm. the whole, you know, food is something that was meant to be enjoyed, but every time I did it, I would be like curled up on the couch. So I'm like, something is seriously wrong with me. So I studied everything from paleo autoimmune pro protocols to bra vegan and tried it all and eventually found my way to ayurveda so ayurveda is the world's oldest health system and it's really based on the digestive system so in ayurveda it's not you are what you eat but you are what you digest so the more and more i learned about it it was really like relearning a language that i've spoken for thousands of years and i just kind of went down the rabbit hole just researching as much as i could and eventually this book came out of me so that's my journey wow and how can you relate ayurveda to sensuality to someone who knows nothing about ayurveda mm -hmm. but maybe is not feeling so sensual or um or or tapped into their senses how can ayurveda help them totally so in ayurveda there's three main uh, mind body types so the first one which is vata which is like air and space energy if you have an imbalance of that then your sensuality and your sexuality mm -hmm. is going to be low so that's something that i was experiencing because i was only eating cold raw dry foods which is the same quality as like air and space it's really like light and fleeing so what happens is your body basically dries up so you stop getting you know fires what gets us turned on not only sexually but for life and the two go hand in hand so when you've like dried up everything then you're not sexually aroused you're not aroused in your career you're not aroused with your passions or anything so i was you know we see so many people here they're on juice cleanses and this and that and they feel 
irritated and, mm -hmm. and stressed and annoyed and a cleanse should not feel that way you should feel empowered and rejuvenated so if you are feeling like even just physically dry vaginal dryness that's a sign of a vata an air and space imbalance that really relates to me because when I was living in New York and New York's a very vata city mm -hmm. I was in this relationship where I, I wasn't nourishing myself and I wasn't asking for nourishment and then I also was on a raw vegan diet mm. I was very very thin you could see my ribs through my through, like it was just really really skeletal and mm -hmm. not healthy but I didn't even have a sex drive yeah. I didn't feel like a woman mm -hmm. I felt so um, as skinny as I was I didn't feel hot or or energized you know the the misconception is when you're skinny you have all this energy you feel beautiful totally. it was the complete opposite now I have curves and I have a sex drive like no other and I eat amazing food that makes me feel um, like a woman and that feels very nourishing and satisfying. Totally. So, for example, the sense of taste for you. Is there anything in particular that you can give someone as a ritual around, around taste? So Ayurveda, I have a chapter about tastes in the book. So in Ayurveda, they mm -hmm. break it down to six tastes. Have you heard of the six tastes before? I do in Chaiwan Prash, for example, which I eat every day. I love because you get all, you tell us about it anyway. Okay, well, <laughs> let, let's go through them. So what could you guess that the six tastes are? Salty, sweet, bitter. Oh, wow. Um, there's one, there's one word that I forget the name of. There's two that are kind of weird words. Yeah, okay, go for it. Pungent. Pungent, okay. And astringent. Astringent. And sweet. Oh, okay. So sweet, sour, salty, bitter, pungent, and astringent. Mm. So these tastes in Ayurveda are essentially their version of like counting calories or macronutrients. You don't count that stuff, you count tastes. If you're eating all of the tastes every day, then naturally you're going to be getting the right foods that you need. So sweet foods, they're going to give you that grounding, that rejuvenation, that what we were talking about with vata when it's so out of balance and you feel like dry and cold and you know anxious. The sweet foods, the grounding foods, root vegetables, quinoa, mm. stuff like that, that's gonna help build that, that sweetness in your life. And then sour foods are going to, you know, sour like lemon, they're more like detox. Salty foods, they help give you like water and stability. Um, pungent foods can, are like spices, they're really good for stimulating your digestive fire. Um, bitter foods, really good for weight loss, you know, like mm. leafy greens, salads, those are the foods that we tend to go to. And then astringent, which most people don't know, is something that's like dry, like an unripe banana or like cranberries or asparagus, and that also helps shed fat. So you need to have a balance of all six tastes, but depending on what mind-body type you are, what dosha you are, you need to gravitate towards particular tastes. And that's awesome. And that's all in your book. Too, yes. So people can really dive deep into what works for them too. Totally. That's amazing. Yay. Um, and <laughs> then also, what rituals do you have to, I know we talked a little bit before the show on what other rituals beyond food that you do Ayurvedically to keep yourself feeling sensual and nourished? Totally. So I also have one chapter for my morning rituals and one chapter for my nightly rituals because that's how important mm -hmm. rituals are. So morning rituals, tongue scraping is a really big one. Have you tongue scraped before? I love tongue scraping. It's addictive. It, Once it you really start doing is. it, it's like, how was I not getting rid of this stuff before? So tongue scraping, if you, if you guys don't have a tongue scraper at home, you can just use a spoon super easy and it's basically eliminating the ama the toxins overnight and the more you do it the more you realize like like after certain meals like the next day i'll have tons of like white coating on my tongue and i'll know instantly like my body didn't like that 
So tongue scraping is a really good one. Um, oil pulling, mm -hmm. which is like Ayurvedic yeah. mouthwash. So regular antibacterial mouthwash like Listerine, it kills all bacteria, good and bad, mm -hmm. like an antibiotic does. But eventually, if you're killing all the good bacteria, then the bad bacteria is going to be able to grow. So that's why with oil pulling, it's like really removing the, the toxins and stuff without also killing the good stuff. It's just mm -hmm. like if you were to clean a piece of wood with oil versus water, the oil is really going to get into those pores and help remove it. So oil pulling, tongue scraping. At night, I like to dry brush. Mm. So it's just taking a dry loofah and brushing your skin, always going towards your heart, and that's going to help remove dead skin cells that are really preventing us from really detoxifying. Uh, followed by abhyanga, which is self-oil massage, mm. which I know you probably do all the time, but just really like massaging oils into your body. If you tend to be more cold, vata or kapha, go for the sesame oil. And if you tend to be more hot, more pitta, go for a coconut oil. Mm. So it's really as far into it as you want to go. You can have your whole day be a ritual or just do some really easy things. And that's what's amazing about it. It's totally customizable. I love that. And your skin is glowing. So clearly you're doing something right. <laughs> Thank and you. it's amazing how these rituals cost nearly nothing. Yeah. You know, just some oil, having a dry brush, and really that treat, you remind yourself that you're a goddess or a god and you're treating yourself totally. with that, that luxury and that respect every morning and night. Totally. I love that. Yeah. All right. So... Another question for you. What is the difference between sexuality and sensuality? How do they relate? Mm. So I like to think sexuality is more root chakra and sensuality is more sacral chakra. Mm. So root chakra, I also have a chapter on chakras in the book, but root chakra is like, like I'm here, it's sort of animalistic mm. and we all have it, we all need to be in touch with it, but it's located kind of like in between our genitals and our anus, it connects us to earth. So it's very like tribal and primitive and that's what sexuality is to me because it's this urge that we all feel and we can't deny it and it taps us into this innate animalistic nature of us. And the more you suppress it, the more it's gonna show up in negative ways, violence, mm. etc. And then sensuality is a little more sacral chakra and it's more connection. And it's how do I feel about the people around me and how do I feel about myself? And it might have nothing to do with sex. It could just be like lying on the floor and just touching your body and like activating your own senses. Like for me, when I, I went to my first Tantra festival in India and it's like a lot, it has nothing to do with tantric sex. It has to do with these practices. And at first I was like, this is weird. Like why would I just like touch my body for like no reason? And realizing how many blocks I had against my own sensuality and then how was that showing up when I would meet people just being guarded like you know when you grow up in America someone can hurt you someone might be a liar someone this so I just had these guards and the more I was able to do these little practices like touching myself the more the guards I built from the world began to crumble down mm, I so relate to that too because it's like sometimes I'll be in the hot tub or in the sauna and I'll just massage my own body and sometimes feel guilty of that Yes. And it's the weirdest feeling of feeling shameful, of not doing it in a sexual way, of yeah. the, the, what you said, the more primal way, but more of the more um, uh, sensual, Like romantic. touching yourself like you would a lover. Like, why do yes. we feel so bad about this? Yes, exactly. And it's, for me, as a Reiki practitioner, too, I need to do that on myself because if I'm always giving my energy outward and not giving that energy back to me, I'll feel very depleted. Mm -hmm. So I've started to self-Reiki myself again, and mm -hmm. that act is, is an act of love totally and it's everyone can do totally
Mm, I yeah. love that. Yes. Okay, so one more thing, one more question. So is there any advice that you can give uh, someone who's an influencer, a busy person, change maker, who's going after their purpose and they're so excited about what they do, but they feel depleted and they don't feel nourished. Is there a tip you can give them to tap back into their sensuality? So I would say it depends what the depletion is. So mm -hmm. if you're feeling anxious, which is the vata, more grounding, more connecting to earth, the root vegetables, but also just like walking on the earth with no shoes on, like putting your hands in dirt, planting, a, planting something. Like that's something that a lot of us just don't do. We're afraid of getting dirt under our fingernails and doing that is actually gonna help get rid of the anxiety because anxiety is your energy's up here and we need to bring it back down. If anger is showing up for you, you're getting road rage, you're just irritable, you're snapping at people, and then like two seconds later, like, why did I just react that way? Cooling, mm -hmm. go by the ocean, eat more cooling foods, cucumbers, mint, coconut water, practice like yin yoga, not like being at the front of a hot yoga class showing off your handstands, you need more cooling. And then if it's depression, sadness, longing, looking into the past, you need more stimulation. Trying new things, a stimulating diet with spices and turmeric and ginger and things like that, and just getting out of your comfort zone because that's gonna get the stagnation moving again. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm like, I need that and that. And that. We all need we all, all of those yes. things. It's just like in different parts of our lives, like we need more of a certain thing. And that's why the, the doshas exist in all of us, but we were each born with a certain amount. So you and I were, I know we were born with more of kapha, mm -hmm. which is like the earth dosha. Thyroid is related yes. to kapha. Kapha's, we have kapha faces, that they're calm yes, demeanors, <laughs> like all of that. But we are, we are more likely to give all our energy away and make sure everyone else is okay and end up feeling depleted. So setting boundaries too, I know with social media, a really big one for me was I felt the need I had to respond to every single person. Ooh, yes. And you know, if, mm -hmm. as you're an influencer, I was getting hundreds of DMs a day. And it's not like a little thing that I can send back a heart. It's like, I have cancer, I have this, I have that. And how, like I either have to read it and not respond, which is hurtful, or like respond and not give the full like length that that person deserves. So that's why I turned my DMs off on Instagram. And I really think that that's like the biggest life hack because now that it's, there's no option for them to DM me. So it's like they can, if they want, still email me or schedule a consultation with me. But most people won't even go through that link. They just want someone to vent to. And it's not really helping the problem either. Mm. So I think setting those boundaries for yourself. And like at first I was like, people are gonna hate me if I turn my DMs off, like it's so rude. But now, I'm still accessible, I'm still here, but I'm not gonna be able to live to my highest self if all I'm doing is responding to every single person on my phone all day. That's an amazing hack, I love that. If you take one thing away from this podcast. So what you do that... is you just go to your settings for story settings and you can do anyone can reply or just people you follow. So mine is just oh. people, that's why we were DMing because yes. I follow you, oh. but random people who I don't follow, I turned it off for them. So my email is still on my Instagram. People can still email me. I respond to every single email, but DMs is like on another level. And I think like in the past, they never existed before because it's like a year old. So in these books, they don't write about how like detrimental like DMs are for your health and 
you know, we talk about email, putting your emails in two batches a week, but we don't talk about DMs because they're new. And I think like in the future, in a few years, when books come out, they're going to say like DMs are like directly correlated with like stress. Yes, <laughs> text messages, Facebook messages. I feel this urgency sometimes. And it takes me out of my femininity because I'm very masculine. I'm just like, sure. I've got to do this right now. And so next week, I'm going to do a complete digital detox. Even yeah. Just for a day of going hiking, I'll start there. Totally. But uh, getting back into the earth is so essential yes. for us. And, and also like having maybe one social platform that that's yours, like not feeling like you have to be all over mm. Twitter and all over YouTube and all over everything because you're going to always be getting comments from all places and you can't be 50 places at once. So pick one social network, kill it. And the other ones you can post on them, but like you don't have to be totally active. That's beautiful too because it's, we are so passionate about the work we do that if we really wanted to stay up 24 hours, we could and mm -hmm. we'd have enough to, enough work to do. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's so important that we instead of doing that, we do the self-massage with, with decadent oils. Right. Or, um, or and that's how you can show up. up. Yeah. You're not going to have the same energy. You're not going to be the same fern if you're not doing that stuff. Like, It's so funny because as healers, we oftentimes stop healing ourselves and doing the work because we're so busy mm -hmm. making, we're preaching that everyone else takes time to massage themselves and then we don't do it ourselves. So yeah. I always, when I was writing this book, I was like, how can I write about something and not practice it? It has to be my reminder that I need to do every single thing that I write about. Mm -hmm. We're given the work that we need to do. Totally. Absolutely. So thank you so Yay, much. Yay, thank so you. So how can everyone learn more about you? Where can they find you? Yes. Um, so my book is out in Amazon. It's all over the world, Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda. And I'm available on Instagram and all the social networks at I am Sahara Rose. And on my website, IamSaharaRose.com, I have a quiz you can take to discover your mind-body type. And unlike any other quiz, I separate the results between the mind type and the body type. So it's not just like you, you might have taken Ayurvedic quiz and you're like, I can kind of relate, kind of not. I tell you what percentage of each dosha you are in your mind, what you are in your body, so then you can go from there. So yeah, find me there. I'm Sahara and thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Yay. And thank you for being here and watching. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Definitely get in touch with Sahara. She's amazing. And I look forward to seeing you soon.